A white man? No! Welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap. Yeah, it's it's an episode. It sure is. It's, it's one they aired on TV and people watched it. <laughs> it got us one step closer to the next one. That's true. That's all I kept thinking was like, oh, finally, I just got a slog through this last one. Because it, it's a slog. It really is. And I feel like it takes a lot for me to be mad at Reed. And I hated Reed and his every decision through this episode. I was trying so hard to have empathy for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know what it's like to be in that sit- like in yeah. his situation with those relationships. But like... He's really reaching for it here. It's hard to watch. Yeah. I don't it's, know. For somebody who's supposed to be so smart. And it well, and just, it's like you can't expect him to like not have emotions because he's so smart. Right, and you're right. like, okay, like... You know, he's smart, but he's also a human being and like, but he just lets his emotions get the best of him consistently over any logic. Yeah, it's beyond reason. (laughs) It's absolutely beyond reason. And he's the most reasonable person around and it just drives me crazy. Yeah, he's supposed to be like the king of logic. But anyway. Anyway, we're unfortunately (laughs) going to discuss Memoriam, which originally aired November 12th, 2008. I guess the sooner we start, the sooner it's over. Yeah. Um, this one, the opening is fun. Yes. Yeah. Gotta sneak a little gambling in. Yeah. Morgan's just like sitting in the hotel lobby playing in the slots. So like, are they stay? It looks like just like a roadside motel. I have not been to Vegas. Me either. Because Vegas is one of those places that does not have any appeal for me. Yeah. You'd have to take me there under duress. I have no desire. There's nothing about, and every time somebody's like, Vegas is so much more than the strip though. You could like, you can go to like Bryce Canyon. I'm like, that's six fucking hours away. Yeah. That's being like, oh, you should come to where we live. You can just hop on over to New York city. Yeah. Yeah. We're not anywhere near that. But like, I've not been there, but I was like, are they staying in a casino, or do all Vegas hotel lobbies have slot machines in it them? It seemed like because just some kind of dumpy <laughs> motel that ha- that had slot machines. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've mine. been to Atlantic City, which uh. is a shithole. <laughs> which is practically <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> and, like, the hotels did have some slot machines in them, but that was... I don't need to go to Vegas. I've been to Atlantic City. I've been to Atlantic City. It's like, it's the saddest place. Uh, Oh, man. uh, But yeah, anyway, he's like, he's just sitting there playing the slots. And uh, Prentice comes down and has like a massive hangover. Yeah. Like, what were you doing? She went out on the town, apparently, alone. Alone? Because nobody else has (laughs) a hangover. Isn't it? You're supposed to go to Vegas with like a group of people and hang out. Uh, but Reed also appears and announces that he's deciding to stay behind in Vegas because he hasn't gotten to see his mom in a while and he'd like to see her. And they're all like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's very clearly not why he wants to stay in Vegas. Yes. And while I was thinking, again, like they, the only reason they all stayed over this night in Vegas was for him because he wanted to stay one more night to see his mom. And then he's like, actually, go ahead back. I'm going to stay for a while. And I'd be like, then why did you make us fucking stay a and night, And it seems Spencer? like everybody else was fine. If I was JJ, I would have yeah. like, just beat him to death. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like ready to also, burst. how the fuck is she flying anywhere? Who's letting her fly? Is it different when you fly private? 
I don't know. You're not supposed to be on I didn't it. I guess you, she says at one point that she's like three weeks, but you're not supposed to fly when no, you're that too close. close to your yeah. due date. Like, no doctor would be like, She has some kind of special dispensation because she's in the BAU. Who knows? (laughs) Nonsense. I just thought of that. It didn't even occur to me before. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, he goes to see uh, the police, and luckily the same detective who investigated this case, like... 20 years ago, mm-hmm. still on the job. What I, what I thought was strange is he just walks through the front door of the precinct up to the first local cop he sees and is like, excuse me, I'm from the FBI and I need to see these files. And he's like, one moment, sir. Like, I don't think that you can do that. Right? I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Can you know. just show up unannounced like that? And just ask for case files? Because just, they just always... Like ask the first person you see, like not anybody in particular. It's just like some guy at a desk. Yeah, it seems like they would have been like, let me uh, direct you to my superior. Yeah. It's just some, like, dispatcher. Yeah. I I just thought it was so strange. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, um, the... The detective like very quickly references the John Binet case, and I was like, I was wondering Mm -hmm. if they were going to bring that up. Um, But, yeah, he says that he never liked Riley's parents for the murder, just Mm -hmm. didn't seem like they were viable suspects. Um, Reed tells him that he is researching the case for the FBI. It's like, again, seems like there would be some paperwork involved Mm -hmm. in releasing these files. Yeah. But whatever. Um, Because they just hand him all the stuff. And he is allowed to just take the box of evidence back to his hotel. Yeah, he just takes it and Um, leaves. But he arrives at his hotel room and hears some strange noises from the inside. (laughs) And he opens it up. And it's just Morgan and Rossi who've Mm. been raiding the minibar and watching The Young and the Restless. Uh, I was like, I love that scene. Yes, I loved it too. Fun fact, Shamar Moore was on The Young and the Restless. For, uh, he? for 154 episodes. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say like for like five episodes when he was starting out. No, it That's was his first lot. big job. He was on it for a long time. So the fact that he's like, are you guys watching Days of Our Lives? And they're like, no, The Young and the Restless. Like it was That's very amazing. intentional. Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. That's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, uh, Morgan knew of mm-hmm. course, that he was staying behind to investigate Riley's murder. And he and Rossi insist that Reed let them help. And Reed's like, no, I can do this on my own. You're like, just let him help. Like, what? <laughs> like, not let him help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Reed... It's because he's embarrassed, as he should be. Yeah. This is embarrassing to be caught doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. So he tells him that he suspects his father based on a dream he had one time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, You're like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sure, okay. And right, more. because he only had the dream where he sees his dad as the killer that one time, which was recently. He says he's been having this dream for years, but he's never seen his dad in it. Yeah. And it's just now when he's back in Vegas, he has this weird conversation with his mom and his dad. Is f- suddenly in the dream. He finds no psychological like reasoning for this besides the fact that his he's father like, is obviously a murderer. I must be murderer. recovering memories, yeah. which is notoriously reliable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely has never caused problems before. And Rossi and Morgan are both like, well, here are all these different reasons why this dream could be yeah. happening. And he's like, my father's just a murderer. That's it. Yeah. They're like, don't you think it could be this logical explanation? He's like, no. And they're like, what about this equally plausible explanation? And he's like, absolutely not. And you're like, never. Okay, yeah, sure. It's so annoying. It's so um, annoying. So uh, J.J., Jordan, Todd, and Prentice have some fun girl talk, <laughs> which, because uh, I think the whole point of that scene was to remind you who Jordan Todd was, mm-hmm. because she's back again. Yep. And then Hotch interrupts 
and like the whole scene was pointless. There was, yeah, yeah. there was nothing to it. I was like, okay, why did I need to see this? Like, other than just <laughs> remember Jordan Todd, you're yeah. going to see her again for a while. So remember, mm-hmm. um, Rossi Reed and Morgan go over the really horrible details of Riley's murder, which I'm just not going to repeat because Please nobody it's, needs it's those. It's horrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just when I was watching it. it, I was like, usually, like, I can, like, sit there and it's like, it's a show. It's not real. But, yeah. like, just when they were describing this and they're talking about a six-year-old kid and I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in this and I'm not interested in saying these words out it's, loud. It's just because the whole episode is so terrible that it feels, like, gratuitous or, or something. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. It's like you didn't you, – you're not – nothing, nothing that's going on actually has to do with – solving the case of right. this kid it's all yeah. about something else so like just, why are you describing this horrible murder to yeah. me yeah like ugh. uh but yeah they decide that they're looking for a white man in his 50s probably someone who had been a neighbor of riley's and reed realizes that his family lived half a mile from riley's house and you're like you're talking about the las vegas suburbs dude there's fucking they're just packed in there yeah <laughs> there's so many people in there yeah just rows of houses yeah um but yeah, Rossi asks Reed if he really wants to track, like, if he's sure he wants to do this, because, like, there's a possibility that his father is a violent pedophile. Yeah, you're going to find like, something out you really, really don't want to know. And it's like, okay, like, I mean, I wouldn't want to know that about a family member, mm-hmm. but, like, if, in fact, I suspected that a family member was, if I, I had would, real reason yeah, to believe I'd that. Yeah, I need to know for sure. I would want someone to check it out, but yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to do it myself. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I would want someone else to look into that possibility. Um, but I wouldn't be basing that all on a dream I had one time. <laughs> if I just want you to know, if you ever come to me and you're like, I had a dream and you describe it to me and then you want like real, real world follow up, I'm going to talk you down. <laughs> I'm not going to hold your hand and walk you through the process like Reed's friends do. I'd be like, I once had a dream that I was a horse. So <laughs> <laughs> if you could help me look into that. Yeah. I'll help you find the nearest therapist. (laughs) I don't think that you were a horse. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Diana tells Reed that his father uh, was really good with kids and always wanted more, but she didn't because why mess with perfection? I love that. She does like a little wink at him. It's great. And I was like, at least we have Jane Lynch in this hot mess of an episode. I know. Um, She also mentions that her, uh, that Reed's dad had coached his t-ball team, Mm -hmm. um, which was just, funny because can you imagine Reed playing sports ball <laughs> I played t-ball <laughs> it was also uh, a failed experiment <laughs> was your dad sporting. the coach he was I was gonna say your dad seems like he would have tried to coach your t-ball my team dad tried really to coach hard. my t-ball team and the only two things I remember about t-ball was getting yelled at for picking dandelions in the outfield instead of paying attention to the game yeah and my dad being mad because dance pictures and t-ball pictures were on the same day so I'm in my t-ball uniform with a full face of dance makeup in the photos. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I fit right in. Yes. Uh, Diana also wants to know why Reed is asking all of these weird questions yeah. because he's like, um, did dad ever pay too much attention to kids? Did you ever feel like your marriage was kind of a sham? And you're like, oh my God. They're Reed. not subtle. They're not subtle questions. <laughs> Just come out and say whatever it is you're thinking because... You might think you're dancing around it, but you're not. <laughs> um, he tells her that Riley Jenkins was real and that they were on the same t-ball team. And I was like, that's not right. Four-year-olds and six-year-olds don't play on the same team. No. And, and Jane Lynch is like, what? Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Um, and then he, she, 
He also says that he suspects his father had something to do with the murder. Mm. Um, so then we cut to JJ explaining murder t- triage <laughs> to Jordan Todd, meaning mm-hmm. taking the cases where it seems another murder is most imminent, which makes sense. Yes. Um, which and is also, what you would hope they would do. Yeah. And also, which I, I like how she's explaining that. And I'm like, I can list you 12 cases where that... There had to have been another yeah. case that seemed more vital than with the one that we all had to watch. Maybe it was a slow week. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she's got like this massive stack of files in the back and you're like, this many? This many? And we've there's- had to watch you solve some of the cases that you've gone for? Well, there's no way all of those are still relevant files, right? That stack is way too big. Like she yeah. goes through that stack every day, every week? No. Yeah. No way. Uh, all those people are dead back there. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, JJ's baby also uh, seems to be annoying her just a little bit. <laughs> she keeps like cringing and stretching. Uh, I got to and... tell you, I am way too close from having had a baby and being that uncomfortably yeah. pregnant to watch her be this uncomfortably pregnant. I'm having like PTSD. Yeah, I'm way far removed from uh, that. So I'm like, it was so like, hard. Oh, I vaguely like, remember some of that happening. I rem- I don't know. I'm still like remembering sitting at work with like just a full foot under my ribs. Like, oh God, JJ, go home. Yeah, why are you still? Why are you still here? Um, so they then decide to go and bother Riley's dad, this mm-hmm. poor man. Yep. Yeah. Um, who insists that William Reed, who is Spencer's father, apparently, uh, would not have hurt his son and that he was a really good man. Mm-hmm. Um, he also tells Reed where to find him. Like He's like, oh, I think he's still working at the same law firm. And Reed realizes that his dad was 10 minutes away for his entire childhood and never contacted him. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that would sting. I get yeah, that. Yeah, like, that would that be would terrible. Um, still not enough for me. To do what Reed does next. <laughs> to excuse all the all the behavior yeah. that happens afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, they track him down at work and Reed starts freaking out. And Morgan's like, he seems like he's still really mad at his dad. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, it almost seems like he shouldn't be involved in this case mm-hmm. because he can't be objective. Yeah. This is why you're not allowed to mm-hmm. work on cases that you're so personally involved with. Yep, yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, William does remember Riley Jenkins and seems really surprised that they suspect him. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, yeah, well, we'd like to look at your computer and all your files. You're Mm -hmm. like, this man is a lawyer. Yeah. He's not going to let you do that. There's nothing official about this. This is just three bozos coming to his office and being like, we think you're a murderer. Yeah. Show us all your stuff. Yeah. And then they're like, they like Reed gets so mad because he's being like defensive about it. And you're like, yeah. you just waltzed into this man's office, three mm-hmm. FBI agents. And we're like, we think that you raped and murdered a child. Yeah. Like I would also be defensive yeah. about this. And yeah. he's like, no, you can go get yourselves a warrant because mm-hmm. he knows that this is not a legal investigation yeah, he knows that they're performing. That they can't. Here. <laughs> no one in their right minds would give them one. Can you imagine if those three guys went to a judge and were like, Hey, Reed had a dream. So we need a warrant. We need to look at this lawyer. <laughs> this lawyer is, nothing bad's going to happen here. He definitely doesn't have access to all the legal counsel he could possibly want. Just trust us. We have a hunch. And our hunches are always correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Reed's like, well, there's absolutely no way we could possibly get a warrant because this is bullshit. So uh, yep. Garcia, why don't you go ahead and just hack his computer system? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, what are you going to do with the evidence you find there? It's completely inadmissible. Yeah. Like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's a waste of my time to make me watch this. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, uh, Reed finds that someone has slipped an envelope under his hotel room door with a note that says that he's looking at the wrong guy and a mugshot of a dude that really just kind of looks like his dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was weird. Uh, And Reed has a flashback, like seemingly remembering this guy from his childhood, who's Mm -hmm. also dressed like he was a kid in the fucking 60s. Yes. Yes. Why does everybody... I don't understand it. I don't know. All of Reed's childhood memories... Mm -hmm are like from Mad Men. <laughs> like his dad is just Don Draper, just like smoking in bed. <laughs> oh, it drives me insane. I'm like, he was a kid in like 1980. <laughs> Maybe it's because Reed was a child and all of his memories are bullshit. And that's what huh, we should be maybe. letting us know. That these are all just... Maybe he has been watching Mad Men and yeah. that has just colored all of his memories. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, Garcia gets back to him and there's absolutely nothing amiss on his father's record, um, mm-hmm. except for a ticket to see Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a great little tidbit to throw in there. Yeah. I liked that. Um, but Prentice says that he works a lot, really doesn't spend a whole lot of money and he has a very sick cat. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I was like, Hey, I have a lot in common with Reed's dad. <laughs> I, I was like, that's what somebody would say if they, if they hacked your computer. <laughs> They would like they stays, like, stays home a lot, watches a lot of movies, has a really sick cat, <laughs> watches a lot of TV, and has a sick cat. <laughs> I feel attacked. Yeah. They're describing me. Um, do you know what I hated most about this back and forth where they're talking about Reed's dad? Oh, was, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I bet everyone listening knows when Morgan and Garcia first start talking on the phone, and it's just a sexual assault. I've been verbally assaulted by them having to listen to this. No, the best part though was when what? she was like, she's like, no, but I do give good phone yeah. and Hotch gives her exactly the same look that I had on my yes. face where we're Hotch both and like Prentice both are like <laughs> like that's also my look yes. we're all doing the same look this is gross <laughs> this is so gross no one else should have to hear this like everyone in this room has been assaulted <laughs> um but yeah his uh favorite author also is Isaac Isamov which mm-hmm. is a lie nobody's favorite yeah. author is Isaac Isamov <laughs> Uh, that's not a thing. Um, that's the author you say that you've read a lot of when you want to seem smart to a girl. Yeah. Uh, he also, uh, turns out has been keeping tabs on Reed his entire life. He's got every like news clipping about him. He had his entire dissertation on Mm -hmm. his computer and everything. And Reed just dismisses it like a petulant child. Yeah. And you're like, doesn't make up for anything, which it doesn't. I get it. It doesn't. But also like at the same time, it's like, you're so mad that you're just like, you're letting... I don't know. It's like you can be mad, but you can't be mad. You can't be this emotionally like invested and angry at someone who is a suspect in a case that you are investigating. Yeah. That's where it like crosses the line it's for just, me. It's like, unreasonable. You can be as mad as you want, but that's when you recuse yourself from the situation because you cannot be professional or objective at yeah. that point. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but yeah, then he just goes to another hotel lobby to... Um, or I guess the same hotel lobby. I don't know. Sulk and play uh, some dumb slot machine game or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a blonde lady comes over to flirt with him. And he tells her a lot of really boring poker statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tells her to quit smoking and that she should use hypnosis. And then he's like, oh, 
I could use hypnosis. And you're like, oh God. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we all know how that works in real life too. And it's bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he just tells the woman to just keep all of the money one, which was like over $2,000. And yeah. Rossi is like, do you know that you just gave all your money to a hooker? <laughs> <laughs> and of course he doesn't. Yeah. He's like, a what? <laughs> Uh, so then they go see this hypnotherapist who seemed really familiar to me. Mm. And then I realized that I think that I thought she was Patricia Arquette. Oh. <laughs> I think that's who I was thinking of uh, when I was like, why really? Does... She didn't look familiar I to me. I looked through her whole like IMDb and she's just in a bunch of like C-list horror movies. Mm. And I was like, I, I haven't seen any of like not one thing from this list. And then I was like, I know who I think she is. Uh, but yeah, she, um, uh, is, yeah, thinks this is a terrible idea. Yeah. She's Even like, the hypnotherapist is like, you shouldn't be doing hypnotherapy for this. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, this is, um, this is not going to work. It's a really bad idea and you shouldn't do it. It's mm. not really reliable. Nothing's admissible in court. And Reed's like, I don't care. And Rossi is like, also, I'd like to sit on the, in on the session. And she's like, that's completely out of line and yeah. ridiculous. And they're like, no. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> no, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, so Reed remembers his parents arguing. And he remembers his father coming in to tell him that he loves him. And then um, he freaks out. And they wake him up. And he tells him that he remembered Diana like staring out the window, upset. Um, because he, they were watching his father, like burning bloody clothes yeah. out in the backyard. Um, so then Diana denies that she remembers Riley at first. And then Reed insists that his father hurt him and like, just keeps goading her until yeah. she has like a complete breakdown and freaks out and they have to come in and medicate her. Mm -hmm. And she keeps insisting like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's not what happened. You're wrong. And he just keeps going. And I'm like, you can't do this to her. This is mean. Yeah. Like you are being mean. Mm -hmm. Like she keeps shouting, like you're confusing me and she's yeah. freaking out. And I'm like, lay off Reed. <laughs> and I just, I don't understand why he's so convinced that something he remembers from when he's four is a hundred percent fact. I remember very distinctly, like from like living in like the condo that we lived in until mm -hmm. I was five, having a dog. Yeah. We never had a dog. Not ever. <laughs> I think there was like a neighbor dog that I probably played with out in the backyard. Yeah. But like I remember having a dog. Mm -hmm. Like I know we didn't have one because my parents told me that Can we didn't have a dog. Can you imagine if you, instead of just you innocently having a dog, it was that your dad killed someone? Yeah. <laughs> but like when my parents were, it would be like when my parents were like, no, we didn't have a dog. Like the neighbors had a golden retriever, like, no, but we didn't have ours. a dog. If I just like screamed at them, no, we had a dog yeah. until one of them freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, um, so finally, like, they, like, medicate her, like, give her something to calm her down or whatever. And mm -hmm. she says, like, it could have been you, which Reed just jumps to the assumption that it means she's saying that her, his father hurt Riley yeah. in order to, like, keep himself from hurting Reed. Which is... You're like, again... Like, this just keeps getting more and more absurd. <laughs> like the jump to conclusions, yeah. Matt, from yeah. office space. He needs that. Like you're, yeah. You're jumping to the most ridiculous conclusion, not even yeah. the conclusion that makes the most sense. 
Um, so Reed wants the detective to bring his father in for no reason whatsoever. And he's like, no, you can hold him for 48 hours for questioning. And the detective's like, for what? Yeah. You have not one reason, not yeah. no, like literally nothing mm-hmm. other than a dream. Yeah. Um, so uh, Morgan's like, no, no, we'd consider it a personal favor. Like, for, so? so? Yeah. What, what are you going to do for him? Sure. Okay. But then the detective agrees yeah. for some reason. To only 24 probably hours. To 24 hours. Probably just to get rid of them. Honestly. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyway, the guy who the anonymous envelope lever tipped them off to, Gary Michaels, has mm-hmm. a super long record of really bad stuff with kids. And you're like, cool, so probably this guy he's then? Like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but he's basically dropped off the planet under that name, but they do have his DNA from something they looked at him mm-hmm. for. Um, and JJ is very clearly in early labor here, uh, yeah. but doesn't want to be, so she keeps denying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're all like, no, no, uh, we're all going to escort you to the hospital, which is really normal coworker behavior. (laughs) Not codependent at all. No, not, I, yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine if like you were, you went into labor when you were at work and we were all like, coming with me, (laughs) we're like, we'll all come with you, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for COVID protocols. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Rossi and Morgan explain again that his dad is really not a good suspect for this. He Mm -hmm. doesn't fit the profile. There's no reason to suspect him whatsoever, but Reed is just not having it. And he's like, no, no, it's probably this large conspiracy. And he decides the detective must be in on it because he knew where Reed was staying, which is a little suspicious. I will give him that one. But that doesn't mean that there's a large conspiracy happening. And I, I mean, if this detective is, you know worth his salt if some weird FBI agent shows up wants all your files on an old case and is acting real cagey like Reed maybe you follow him when he leaves with all your stuff and you see where he goes you see oh this is just guy alone in a seedy motel uh pouring over my old case files something here is amiss yeah for a cold case that's like 20 years old Mm -hmm. it's weird yeah it's weird that you're doing that for a guy that's in his 20s so yeah mm, uh, William Reed wants to talk to a lawyer or refuses to talk without a lawyer. Um, but he does tell Reed that he's really proud of him. It's like, oh, that was nice. Uh, but meanwhile, there's been a match on the DNA, which Jordan Todd sees on the computer, but nobody else is there to look at it because all the they all went to the hospital <laughs> and just left her there. They were like, you run the BAU now. I'm like, wow, they really don't do anything alone. <laughs> I wonder if they all go to the bathroom at the same time. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, So William says that he didn't kill Riley, but he knows who did. And he tells Reed that he really doesn't want to go down that road. Uh, But anyway, Gary is dead, it turns out. Uh, He was buried across the state lines over in California Mm -hmm. and was beaten to death, possibly with a bat. They were like, a baseball bat? (laughs) Because William Reed... Coach T ball, <laughs> ergo, he just carried he's baseball the most bats with likely person to have carried or to have beaten someone with a bat. Yes, but yeah, uh, you're like, oh, okay, I wonder what happened now. <laughs> but anyway, they go over, I guess, all the way over to California, yeah, to talk to the sheriff uh-huh. and have a conversation that absolutely could have been had over the phone, uh-huh. but whatever. Um, 
They uh, talk about the body. He says that he wrote it up because that's where old Chuck Manson had his hideout for a bunch of years. Mm. You're like, Chuck? (laughs) Nobody's ever referred to Charles Manson as Chuck before. Except this guy who was apparently real good friends with him. I don't know. (laughs) Old Chucky Manson. That's what all his friends called him, Chaz Manson. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, they're... uh, was a partial print on the glasses, but they never got a hit on anything. Um, and the sheriff is like, I don't know why you're looking into this public service murder. You're totally wasting time on this case. And I love how everybody's just real chill about it. They're like, oh, this guy really, really deserved it. And I'm like, well, yeah. he did not deserve yeah. it. They're like, you're wasting a lot of taxpayer dollars. And I was like, listen, the BAU loves wasting taxpayer dollars. That's, that is not a deterrent for them. That's their main function. <laughs> That's why they get so insulted every time somebody tries to shut them down. Mm -hmm. They're like, what? A waste of money? (laughs) Uh, But Morgan's like, Reed, you are just acting completely out of anger and looking for a reason to punish your father. And you don't even care about actually solving this case. You Mm -hmm. just want to be able to lock your dad up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Pull him off the case. Yeah. There's nothing to pull him off of. This isn't a real case. It's not even a real case. (laughs) Stop letting him do this. Stop following him around and helping him do this. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Diana's decided to go off her meds in the meantime so that she can better remember what actually happened. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not sure that that is going to help, but okay. Even, or work as quickly as it does, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so Morgan runs the prints and finds out that the gl- uh, print on the glasses belongs to not Reed's dad. Oh, what oh, a shock. Shocker. I can't believe it. <laughs> Uh, but instead, they have to go arrest poor Riley Jenkins' father. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know Who what? hasn't lost enough and has rebuilt his life over the past 20 years, somehow remained a functioning human being, which I would not. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to condone vigilante justice, but like, I feel bad for this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the detective shows up at well as well because uh, Lou Jenkins is his friend. And he's like, just let me. Yeah. Let, and let me be the one to bring him in if somebody mm-hmm. has to do it. Um, during, like he still has to definitely be arrested. He's like, I know. Yeah. He's like, can you just Giant let, assholes. let me do it? Yeah. So it's not an even more traumatizing yeah. experience for mm-hmm. this guy. Uh, during the interrogation, Diana shows up to tell Reed that she saw, um, Gary, I think. Yeah. That's his name, right? Gary Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. The, the creepy the, yeah, pedophile yeah, yeah. guy. It's like, um, no, I think the dad's name is Lou, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. he, she saw Gary approaching Reed in the park mm-hmm. when he was like a little kid and like yeah. in the sixties. Yeah. In the sixties. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Cause Reed was like playing chess in the park and he yeah. went over to play with them. And she's like, you know, like people always wanted to do that because like, you know, I mean, if you're like one of those old guys that plays chess in the park yeah, and a little kid is really good at chess, you're going to want to play with a little sure, kid, you absolutely. know, but she said that like, this was different and this guy mm. was off and he was weird. Um, and she knew he was a threat and told Lou about it. And Lou knew also that this guy was a total creep mm. and, um, they like drive to his house Apparently. and then he leaves Diana in the car uh-huh. When he goes into Gary's house to mm-hmm. beat him to death yeah. with a bat. But Diana gets impatient. Yes. And wants to go see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, why? why you t- no. I don't want to uh, see what's happening. I don't want to know what's happening in there. Um, but she, like, went in and slipped and felt li- and, like, got 
Gary's blood on mm-hmm. her. And like at one point she's like starting to get upset and like William goes over and like pats her on the arm and he's like, yeah. no, it's okay. Keep going. Keep going. And yeah. like, tell him, tell him what happened and everything. And you're like, okay, he's not that bad. No. Like, he's trying. Yes. Like, um, but, uh, then William helped her and Lou cover it up or not. Yeah. I mean, not cover it up, but like didn't tell anybody, I guess cover it up. Yeah. Somebody had to bury that body out of Chuck Manson's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, then William tells Reed that he really tried to keep them all together, but the knowledge of what had happened was too heavy a weight and they all, it just all kind of fell apart and everything. So and I you're like, like okay, okay, well you're kind of a deadbeat, but like, I get that that would be like very psychologically traumatic. Sure. But you're telling me. The reason for Reed's parents' divorce and his dad's abandonment of him was because his dad helped cover up a murder. Yeah, no, it's because his mom was an unmedicated schizophrenic. Right. He couldn't deal with that anymore, the, which I, what, I totally understand yeah. not wanting to be a part of that anymore. But like, it, like the, the, what, the implication they're making is that. And I was so annoyed. Like this episode is so annoying and I'm even more annoyed. Yeah. It's just, so, like, just it's say, so dumb. And just say, like, with your mom's illness and this yeah. on top of it, like, everything compounded and it was too much. Yeah. And, like, I still don't understand how in that situation he could have just left Reed with her. I know, because like, I couldn't have been safe. Like, I totally I, understand not being able to, like, like not having the emotional capacity sure, to, to, be in to that deal marriage. with that. Yeah, but I you get don't that. leave a kid there. But, I, yeah, that's what I don't understand. Because it's, like, if I don't feel safe and healthy in this mm-hmm. relationship, like, there's no way that my kid yeah. will have the emotional capacity to deal with that and without look, a lot of you've trauma. Done. You've left your kid in that situation. Now he's walking around telling everyone you're a murderer and a pedophile. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. But yeah, Reed seems to, that seems to help. I guess. I guess. Because that's mad. He Because he seems it. less mad now. <laughs> But yeah, they head back and uh, JJ in the meantime has had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a flash of an aircraft. That's not the jet, right? That we see. Like, oh, I they... thought it was the jet. I did too. So I just assume because so I don't know me. about jets. I don't either. The jet I... has been sitting there the whole time well, just waiting. I, well, I thought the jet flew everyone else back. And then came back just for Morgan Rossi and Reed, and then went back oh, to DC. Oh no, they would have had to fly back commercial, right? So that had to have been a. Com- I just saw aircraft through the sky, which is like the stock image. I we forgot get everybody else jet, went back, and I was like, "Wait a second, that better be the, a commercial." Well, they airline. probably, yeah, the right? the jet would have had to have been at Quantico because it would have had to fly JJ from the headquarters to the, to the hospital. hospital. That's true. <laughs> she couldn't have waited in traffic. No, I assume they took the jet. <laughs> They would never drive literally anywhere. I, 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 as you know, I am car blind, but I'm also, it's all kind of like, I am plane blind. I'm plane blind too. I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be the jet or if that was a commercial airline we were seeing. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you that. But I was ready to be mad if it was the jet. I just flew back to pick them up. Um, but yeah, they just have a moment and these are the scenes that I love. Because they like did the same thing in the office when Cece was born. And it's yeah. like, um, do you remember when you had your baby and you had that moment where it was just <laughs> you and Nate and everyone you work with crowded <laughs> together in the hospital room? I know. Like, 
like I didn't even when you are the grandparents come in my house. They don't have any family. They don't have any other friends outside of work. It's only their coworkers. coworkers. (laughs) I was like, that is so weird. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. Plus, like if you like when I had my son, I had a C-section. I was in the hospital for like five days. Yeah. My mom came a couple like and was like in and out and everything. Mm -hmm. And but like when I had my daughter, I was in the hospital for like like. 24 hours yeah, after she was born. in and out and on your way. Like, after 24 hours, they were like, you can go home. Yeah. Like, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody came to hang out with me. Yeah. Like, I know. It's absurd. I can't believe that they've... Yeah. Like, you're only there for 24 hours and everyone you work with has to come visit you. Like, you I don't no care. Rest. I don't care how much you like your coworkers or even your friends, you Look, don't want that many people if around. If they're really your friends, yeah, they're not bothering you in the hospital. Right? Six hours post-labor. It's insane. Yeah. It's completely it's, insane. It is. It's absurd. The, the one, it's just the absurd cherry on top of this absurd episode is what yeah. it is. But yeah, it's not, I can't totally <sighs> fault Criminal Minds for this because so many like TV, TV shows to do it. Yeah. I'm like, every time they do it, I'm just always like, no. this is insane. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Prentice uh, says that she really hopes that the baby doesn't inherit Will's accent, <laughs> which I loved. I was laughing so hard at that. I was like, that is so mean. And it's so funny. But true. But we're I all hoping love that. It. Um, but yeah, uh, JJ tells Reed that he really looks terrible. And he was like, well, you look beautiful. And you were like, yeah, she looks way too good to have just had a baby. <laughs> so nobody <laughs> looks like that. Everybody just looks really tired uh-huh. and sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Her hair is like all brushed and clean. <laughs> Not no. matted to her forehead in the back of her neck. Uh, uh, <sighs> but yeah, then JJ asks, Reed to be her baby's godfather. Oh, it's like that's cute. And we learned that Garcia is the godmother. Yes. Um, and then she hands him the baby in just the absolute most awkward way I've ever seen anybody <laughs> hand off a baby. She's Two people like, who've never hold, held like babies. holding it like I don't even know, like just like launches the baby. <laughs> like she's just got like flat palms under the baby. Like that is not how a new mom hands her. Like when you're, first of all, you don't want to give let anybody, anybody the, baby. Hold the baby. And secondly, if you do, you're like very gingerly uh-huh. like setting them into their arms when they're seated safely. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, Reed talks to him and he tells the baby uh, whose name is Henry, mm-hmm. which was senior detective LaMontagne's name, right? Oh, I think so, Was yeah. that Will's dad's name? Yeah. I thought, I can't yeah. remember Jones that well, but I feel, yeah. like, feel like his name was Henry? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he tells him, or no, he has, his name was also Will, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, because Will's a junior. Yeah. You made up well, the family that name and come I from? I made you. up that whole story. <laughs> I was ready to go right there along with you. Everyone that's listening huh. is like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> we haven't even been drinking. This is like when we told you Timothy Oliphant <laughs> did a Waco series all over again. It was this generation's just listen, Timothy Oliphant. Just listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he tells little Henry, uh, whose namesake we don't know, mm-hmm. uh, to that he can get him into Caltech with just one phone call. Oh. And you're like, oh, just what every baby wants. <laughs> every baby wants to go to Caltech. But yeah, it's a cute little scene. It is between the two of them at the end. I'm like, I want Garcia to be my godmother. (laughs) 
But yeah, that's, that's that. That is memoriam. So, <coughs> excuse me. Here is the big question of the day, which we started discussing even before we started recording. Should I add Lou Jenkins as an unsub? Should I add Gary Michaels as an unsub? <coughs> There were two murderers <laughs> uncovered in this episode. I know, and I feel like I don't know. It almost I just don't feels feel like good about it. not because it seems like everything was just kind of discovered like incidentally. Right. And like, this <laughs> is, there's no profile, there's no investigation. I don't know. If this feels just like like a side quest episode. Like this has nothing to do with the regular plot of the show. Yeah. And I hate it. And I don't think it should count against the, against the statistics. So my initial because reaction this, is not to include... I feel like this episode wasn't about finding out who murdered Riley. Yeah. Like, so much as it was whether or not Reed's dad was a bad guy. Yeah, this is a daddy issues thing for Reed. This isn't about... It has nothing to do with Riley Jenkins. He doesn't care about that. Because if they cared about, like, justice for Riley, they wouldn't have, like, traumatized Riley's dad further. They would have just let it be a public service murder, as that cop referred to it, which I I liked that phrase, the public service murder. Yeah, it was not good. I didn't like it. Um, but it's over. It is. It's, go- it's so over. So I'm not adding statistics. We're not doing Hodge Watch. We're not rating a profile. We're just moving on with our lives. Let's do it. Let's move on. To our next episode, which is Masterpiece. I'm so excited. <laughs> a special episode, which we're bringing to everyone in a special way. Yes. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Well, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at the unsub is a white man. You can find us on Redbubble. If you buy any merch, be sure to tag us and we'll share you to our stories. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next time, we'll be hanging out at old Chuck Manson's ranch. <laughs>